the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the U.S. government is focused on freeing the 17 kidnapped missionaries in Haiti. We are working around the clock to bring these people home. They're U.S. citizens, and there has been targeting over the course of the last few years of U.S. citizens in Haiti and other countries, too. Northern California is set to weather major precipitation over the weekend. National Weather Service forecaster Ryan Walburn says... The main risk is debris flows in near the recent burn scars like the Dixie and Caldor fires. We expect that the heavy rain to move into northern California late Saturday night, but more so into Sunday. Uh, so we do have a bunch of flash flood watches up across the state. Rain and snow, ex- uh, snow expected to soak northern and central California today before spreading into southern California probably by Monday. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager votes on substance. President Trump was not deemed as an individually nice person. Uh, He he did not act nice often. That is absolutely correct. However, uh, he was a great president. And since I elect presidents, not nice people, that's all that mattered to me. People don't know how to assess leaders. They really don't. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Glad you chose us today. Sunny and a high of 49, and tomorrow mostly cloudy, slight Santa showers, and a high of 50. Our October Ragnary Book of the Month is debunking the 1619 Project, exposing the plan to divide America by Mary Graybar. Register to win a copy of the book by signing up now at the Freedom Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Ragnary Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, this shiny spot of red in a sea of dingy, depressing institutional blue, making talk radio great. No, this isn't Mitch Berg. I can't keep the ruse up anymore. It's not Mitch Berg. No, it's, it is me, Brad Carlson, uh, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Uh, Mitch away on assignment today, but always uh, glad to be here in the uh, Patriot Bunker on a Saturday. It's a little different dynamic. Now, last time I was here on a Saturday, I seem to remember a few more uh, people walking around. What are they recording uh, shows remotely now, Gabe? Do we know uh, what's what's up? Yeah, you know, there's just there's not many shows that go on uh, today. Really, it's Mitch Berg and Jack Tomzak are really the only two at this time. So okay, interesting. Yeah, because I, I remember filling in on Saturdays. Our sister stations upstairs, you know, would have. Uh, uh, live programming going, but hey, that's all good. Uh, we're here, and it's just—it's still a different dynamic, regardless of there's just a couple, three people here in this in the station at one time, like there is on Sundays when I normally broadcast. It just feels a little different, but good to be with you, and hope you're enjoying this absolutely gorgeous fall day. Nice crisp fall air, high of fifty degrees, no wind. Ah, man, as good as it gets. So. Uh, we will get through this broadcast uh, for the next couple of hours, and then get out and enjoy that fine weather. And I will be back my regularly scheduled time slot tomorrow. So hopefully you tune in and hope Mitch has a uh, wonderful day on assignment, whatever he's got going on. Uh, I was bummed I missed his band last night, uh, Elephant in the Room. My wife and I had another, uh, ironically enough, musical excursion planned to see some different friends of ours play, and then Elephant in the Room was in our general area last Last evening, so sorry I missed out on that, but uh, we'll definitely get out there, and I'm sure Mitch will promote uh, any shows that they have in the uh, uh, in the foreseeable future. Well, we do want to take a, a quick transition here, talk about some local issues the first couple of segments. Uh, if you listen to my show, you know that I try to you know compartmentalize, do 
you know more local stuff uh, for uh, you know, one hour, and then national stuff the second hour. But we're kind of all over the place today. But uh, definitely want to get to some interesting news. Uh, to the surprise of probably no one, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz announced this past week he is officially seeking re-election to his current post. Of course, Governor Walls up for re-election in 2022. Uh, there really was no speculation that he wasn't going to run again, but I did hear some scuttle, I don't know how serious it ever was, that his lieutenant governor, Peggy Flanagan, was uh, he was considering maybe going with someone else instead of his current lieutenant governor. That didn't happen. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan will also be uh, seeking re-election alongside uh, Governor Walls. Uh, he released a uh, video earlier this or early last week, uh, kind of his initial campaign pitch of what he is going to go forward with. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll spoiler alert: he's still going to go with the one Minnesota tripe that he's been going with. Uh, hasn't necessarily lived up to it in the nearly two years we've been in a global pandemic. That's kind of where the one. Well, he was actually running on the one Miss Min- uh, one Minnesota during the 2018 campaign, and then he really upped the ante during the global pandemic. Hey, we're all in this together, and that's kind of a national chanting point, by the way. We're all in this together. Well, as we've seen for the past 20 months, we're not all in this together. But I'll start off by playing. It's about a two minute clip of Governor Walz's. Uh, video introducing his 2022 campaign, and I'll have a comment or two. Here we go. Breaking news tonight, the coronavirus outbreak declared a global pandemic. Unemployment in America has gone from bad to worse. We've been hit hard, but we've also seen the goodness, the grit, and the heart of Minnesota. With the leadership of a governor, making the tough calls, and always trying to do what's right. We said the day when we have enough vaccines to vaccinate everybody, we need to be ready to go. Well, that day has arrived. Saving lives by following the science, leading the region in COVID response and economic recovery, taking the first steps towards police reform, investing in pre-K, child care, and vocational training, moving towards 100% renewable energy, cutting taxes for the middle class while balancing every budget, and creating jobs by investing in roads and bridges and high-speed internet in every part of Minnesota. Peggy and I asked Minnesotans to come together and make a goal line stand to fight COVID and protect the economy. The fight's not over, but we've got the ball back. We're on offense and we're making progress. But the same people who blocked us are trying to take us backwards. Their dangerous views, discouraging vaccines and masking, downplaying COVID, put politics ahead of science and put lives at risk. We won't let that happen. We've got to move forward as one Minnesota. Leading on COVID and keeping our children and families healthy and safe. Growing our economy by investing in workers and small business. Improving police training and accountability. While tackling crime and gun violence. And giving every child a world-class education, no matter who they are or where they live. That's why we're running for re-election. To rebuild stronger than we were before. We hope you'll join us. All right, so there you have it. Uh, I, I... I will agree that Minnesotans showed a lot of uh, toughness and, and grittiness during the global pandemic. I'll agree with agree with it that much. But to say that it's attributable to what uh, what the governor has done and said, uh, I think it's pretty arrogant. And this one Minnesota, that, again, that he was really touting during the 2018 campaign and then up the ante and uh, 2020 during the pandemic, we, we've seen anything but that. I mean, we hear all the time whenever they're talking about hiking taxes on the rich. I mean, that's a that's a perpetual uh, progressive uh, plea is to, well, we need the wealthy to p- pay their fair share. You know, we need to shared sacrifice is what they always say. And they were kind of saying that, you know, this time, you know, we need a shared sacrifice. Yes, it's going to be difficult People are going to have to stay home. People are going to have to, you know, we can only open up essential businesses and whatever. And and uh, but we 
well, we promise we got to be. Let's do this together. We're one Minnesota. And do you, do you ever notice? And I'm sure you have, because we have very intelligent, engaged listeners. That the people who are always touting how we need to make the shared sacrifice and we're in this together, they never have to sacrifice anything, particularly at the government level. I mean, when there was even a suggestion that the automatic pay increases for government employees be delayed or scuttled or whatnot, these people pitched a fit. So, well, you know, they, they, these people work hard. They rely on those they, these increases every year. So, okay, they forgo a 3% increase, and that's an outrage, but yet people who have lost their jobs because of these draconian policies implemented by the Walls administration, we're, we're supposed to ask those people to, you know, suck it up. It's not about them. This is a global pandemic. Hey, we all need to be, make sacrifices, whereas... Uh, the people in the in the governor's office don't, you know, they still get get the same paycheck. Their lifestyle doesn't go down one iota. They don't have to belt tighten at all. Yet we're supposed to feel sorry for the governor because a lot of the decisions that were made uh, inhibited more tax revenues from coming in, and therefore his pet progressive uh, projects that he was trying to 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 put forth those get put on hold. Oh, boo hoo. And I, I thought Michelle Benson, who is vying for the Republican nomination for governor, had probably the best response to Tim Walz's announcement. Uh, when Congressman Walls first ran for governor, he promised a one Minnesota vision where Minnesotans across the state would be valued and have a voice. It is clear his message was nothing but an empty promise. Instead, he has brought to St. Paul a divisive Washington, D.C. style attitude from his days in Congress. In my travels across the state, I continuously hear from Minnesotans that feel unheard and ignored by their governor. I hear from families who no longer feel safe in their communities and don't believe the governor is doing anything to help. I hear from law enforcement who feel the governor doesn't have their back and from countless parents who worry about their children's education under his leadership. This election will be a battle of ideas, and I look forward to presenting my vision for Minnesota over the next year. I am a fighter with ideas who know who knows how to get results. The status quo of Walls Flanagan has failed, and it's time for new leadership. Amen. And she's exactly right. And this is reflective in the polling. Now, I talked about this on my show a couple weeks ago. Technically, Tim Walls is above water, though barely, in his approval rating. This was a polling that came out a couple weeks ago. 49% approve, 44% disapprove. So technically, he's above water in his approval rating, but... It's not a majority of Minnesotans that approve of him. And what's the really key aspect here is he gets overwhelming positive support approval ratings in, you know, the metro, the immediate metro area, Hennepin and Ramsey counties. I mean, he's well above. Well, I mean, I think it was like 52 to 28 percent, something like that. I mean, he's always going to a Democrat is always going to have strong support in the two major counties, Ramsey and Hennepin. That's just how it goes. I mean, a wind-up set of chattering teeth could run as a Democrat. Hennepin and Ramsey County would overwhelmingly support them and approve of anything they do. That's just kind of how it goes. But in what we call the seven-county metro area, you know, you're talking about Dakota, Carver, Anoka, Washington, Scott counties. Uh, there's some There's some real opportunity for Republicans to make some hay there. Uh, now, I, now, I get it, you know, uh, Carver County, as you get out further western Minnesota, you know that 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 seems pretty solid. I mean, Wright County, I don't know you can extract any more Republicans out of there. But when you're talking about uh, Washington counties and Dakota counties, they've become more purplish, maybe even light blue in some areas, and Washington County in particular, a lot of blue areas. But there is real opportunity to be had there. And Independence, uh, Walls is underwater with Independence, as well as those. Uh, counties, aggregate counties outside of Ramsey and Hennepin County. So there's some opportunity there. But let's not dust off Hennepin and Ramsey County. Let's not blow off those. Yes, you're not going to win those. But there's some there's some inroads to be had, again, particularly with independent voters. There are plenty of independent voters in in, in Ramsey and Hennepin counties. And that's that's what you go after. And, and, I, and I also another key aspect of this is where they talk about we need to follow the science. These people... 
you know, basically calling their opponents COVID deniers or downplaying COVID and wearing of masks and whatnot. Well, what they're downplaying is the risk to kids, particularly the young children. I mean, we're masking kindergartners where kindergartners unvaccinated are still less susceptible to the virus than an adult vaccinated. So you want to talk about following the science? That's the science. That's what's been studied. That's what's been put forth. But yet we're still going to go through the charade of masking elementary school kids. And how much more is their education going to suffer? Where they either have to take class remotely or if they're in person, the having to wear masks, which for young kids, that takes a toll psycho- psychologically, no doubt about it. So, again, I guess to a certain extent, I got to give kudos uh, to Governor Walls. Uh, sorry, Gabe, hate to do a production, but that clock is frozen, so I'm not keeping, not able to keep track of the time here. Uh, sorry, folks, doing an uh, uh, on-air production meeting, but just want to <laughs> give a heads up to our board out there. Uh, I, I'll wrap up in a couple of minutes, but in a way, I have to give somewhat kudos for the brassiness of, of Governor Walls to continue to go ahead with this charade that we're all about one Minnesota when we saw anything but. I mean, when you're talking about the unrest that was taking place uh, during uh, last year, the racial unrest in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder, uh, there was crushes, a huge uh Protests taking place, crushes of people together, not socially distancing. Okay, and nothing was said about that. But yet, if a a handful of people gather outside the governor's mansion to talk about his draconian lockdowns, all right, all all of a sudden they're the scourge of society. They're wanting to kill grandma. But these huge protests, crushes of people, middling mask usage, no social distancing, well, we have to understand their rage. So one Minnesota, uh, you know, Kudos to Governor Walls, I guess, for his brassiness and going with that. But um, as we're seeing by some key polling data, it's not necessarily working. Uh, 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Again, uh, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mitch Berg. He is away on assignment. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch today, back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We work to make your life easier, and we have done that again with our new add-on packages. These packages give a great value to the best group of accessories for getting the job done. Our Patriot package, for example, includes many things like oscillating and turbo nozzles, high-pressure gun swivel, flat surface cleaner, foam cannon, and much more. Call us or stop in today to find out how we can help you. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Doesn't really matter who you are, where you are, where you live, you have a 20 family. People reach a crisis moment and they don't see any other way out. Suicide is the fourth leading cause of death for people ages 25 to 34. People struggle with it every day. Hi, I'm Congressman Tom Emmer. If you or your loved one struggles with their mental health or thoughts of suicide, know you're not alone. Reach out for help and talk to someone. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters in this station. What do falling temperatures, changing leaves, and a big comfy sweatshirt all have in common? They're all signs that fall is here. Have you scheduled your 24-point furnace and AC inspection? Fall is the perfect time for one of their Nate certified technicians to make sure your home is ready for the change in seasons. Their technicians will focus on fixing your furnace and air conditioner problems. But if your units need more than TLC, Standard Heating has spectacular October savings of $1,000 or more off a new furnace and air conditioner combo. Standard Heating is a family-owned and operated business with 91 years of serving the Twin Cities community. Take advantage of this fall saving sale with $1,000 or more off a furnace and AC combo. Hurry, this offer disappears on October 31st. 
Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. Mention the Patriot. That's standardheating.com. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Mitch, away on assignment, but fear not, he will be back next Saturday in his normal time slot from 1 to 3 p.m. Again, next Saturday, October 30th, that is. But I am glad to be with you. Always uh, grateful to talk to Mitch's audience. And here to take your phone calls, by the way, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so as well. That is uh, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. And we are have the we have the live stream up and going on our Facebook page, Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm waving to the camera. Uh, Matt, commenter Matthew uh, down in Southern California. Matthew, always good to hear from you, sir. Uh, he's uh, indicating that the Facebook Live is uh, experiencing some interruptions. We apologize for that, folks. Uh, we're um, I know they're working behind the scenes and getting some of the technology stuff fixed so if you want to hang in there with us uh feel free uh, but otherwise you can listen by anywhere our streaming platforms we are listening to the broadcast right now so somehow you figured it out how to listen to it but regardless we appreciate your support uh continuing with the local uh, news political news of this past week uh this is from the uh minnesota house website Uh, The Minnesota House will continue to meet largely via video in 2022. As we prepare for the 2022 session, the COVID-19 pandemic continues to bring uncertainty. We had hoped for a normal return to session, but like private and public sector employees that have had to postpone plans for a return to in-person work, the House will continue remote and hybrid operations at least through the end of the 2022 regular session. This decision was not made lightly, but with full consideration for the health and safety of members, staff, and the public, as well as the need to minimize disruptions to the legislative business while ensuring the public's ability to participate in the legislative process, House Speaker Melissa Hortman wrote in a Thursday email to House members and staff. She said the policy may change as health and safety conditions evolve. House committees will continue to meet remotely, although Hortman said Room 120 in the state capitol, which will have the technological capability for hybrid meetings, could be used if necessary. Floor sessions will remain hybrid with members encouraged to attend in person. The state office building will remain closed to the public. The mask mandate remains in place in any shared space in the state office building or space under House control in the capitol. Uh, Masks are required on the House floor. This mandate applies to all persons regardless of vaccine, vaccination status. Well, we have to we have to apparently bribe people to get vaccines. Um, but if you do get a vaccine, you still got to wear a mask. You still got to go through that whole charade. So uh, great messaging there on uh, getting the vaccine uh, and getting people to uh, get their vaccines. This is an absolute joke. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. They're they're talking about well even if you're vaccinated we, you know we got to mask up and we're when we're inside and we're together you know we have to be masked and and the, and here's here's one aspect of this the state office building will remain closed to the public that's where all of the Minnesota House members have their offices so if you're a constituent and you want to go visit your state legislator in person at the state office building SOL which stands for sorry old lad. I mean, here here's here's something that was uh, brought up. Tori Van Oot of uh, the Star Tribune put out a tweet. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, House members may not legislate fully in person in the months ahead, but uh, invitations suggest they're raising money in real life. I mean, fundraisers, no masks, uh, gathering indoors, 
sure, if you're going to raise campaign funds, absolutely. But uh, transparency, making your hearings uh, open to the public, the public whose tax dollars are affected by these decisions, ah, we're going to do it remotely. And we'll do it, and, and this will allow for as, as limited interruptions as possible. Really? You ever been in a Zoom meeting? There, there, there are never any interruptions on Zoom meetings, are there? I mean, this is, this is where the sausage gets made, these committee meetings, where the public has a chance to sit down and have some input as these members of this committee, you know, discuss this legislation and determine if it gets voted out in order to get onto the floor and have a debate there and in a subsequent House vote. But all that's by the boards. And this was a this was an issue. Obviously, the second half of the 2020 session was had to be done remotely because that's when the pandemic began. And then pretty much all of the session in 2021, uh, you know, done pretty much remotely. Or the public couldn't actively participate because the Capitol was closed down. I mean, there was not opportunity to engage your legislators. And this is something that has been that has been brought up too, particularly in the gun debate. You know, I'm a member of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And whenever there are strong pro-Second Amendment uh, legislation being proposed, uh, you know, the gunnies are one of the more, your more well-organized uh, advocacy groups. And they go to their state legislator's office and says, you know, you need to take a look at this. Well, legislators would often say, well, we're, we're you know, we don't believe these pro-Second Amendment bills are all that popular, particularly progressive legislators saying this. We don't believe these pro-Second Amendment bills are all that popular. We don't get anybody coming to see us. Well, now they're ensuring that's not going to happen. So uh, this, is this again, is just, a, uh, just another horrible look because uh, the Democrats know uh, nationwide in 2022 that they are uh, they're facing a, a difficult prospect of maintaining their majority, you know, if, 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 if Democrats have majorities in state legislatures, particularly here in Minnesota. I mean, the Republicans made some strong inroads in 2020. They reduced the uh, Democrat majority from 18 seats. I believe, was it, uh, yeah, 18 seats um, or 16, I think it was a 16-seat majority. Yeah, like 75 to 59, if my math is right, is that 16? Yeah, and they reduced it now to... Uh, six-seat majority. And now all it's going to take is for the Republicans to flip four seats in 2022, and boom, they have the majority in the House. And the Senate, you know, that's going to be, uh, yeah, you know, that's going to be a difficult task again. But as of right now, this environment looks good for Republicans. So the Democrats know that they have to go on offense as far as fundraising. So, hey, fundraisers in person, not socially distant, not wearing masks, all good. But when we're actually debating legislation, you know, legislation that's going to affect you, the public's tax dollars, well, you know, we just uh, can't quite uh, can't quite have that in person yet. You know, and, and, and I love how as well this decision was not made lightly. Yeah, whatever. Okay. I mean, it's very obvious that the less people know uh, about the majority agenda, okay, uh, the better it's going to be for them. So, and uh, see, uh, Senator Osmick is, um, yeah, Senator Osmick is uh, tuning in. Always good to hear from uh, Senator Osmick. Osmick, um, I hope he doesn't mind that I read this uh, text message on the air. We only have about a couple of minutes left. Uh, House uh, house rules to avoid the people. Yeah, right. Uh, Listening from the presidential retreat north of Brainerd. Good day to hear from uh, Senator Osmick, as always. So uh, again, how much are how much are voters going to stand for this? A- again, this is another this is another opportunity to say, look, our legislators are not listening to us. They're not being transparent. I mean, this was this was an issue that was brought up during some committee meetings that were taking place uh, via Zoom, where it increases the temptation to maybe just have quote unquote off the record get togethers via Zoom where they're not available to the public, but yet some of the precursor to these uh, committee meetings, these decisions are being made there. So much for transparency. This has been an issue during the pandemic, and yet they're going to perpetuate it despite things being a lot better. We're still not in the clear 
when it comes to COVID, no one's no one should be suggesting that. But no question, things are a lot better. So again, that comes the issue of those folks, particularly those independents uh, in Dakota, Carver, Washington, Scott counties, and Hennepin and Ramsey as well. How much of this are you going to take? Is this okay with you? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Step into Red Wing shoes this season for waterproof, non-insulated footwear. They feature safety toe and regular toe work boots and shoes. Let their friendly fit experts find you the right footwear for your job in the right size. For outdoor fun this season, check out their Vask hiking boots. Remember, Red Wing also carries accessories, polish, socks, inserts, and more. Visit Red Wing Shoes in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Our culture continues to struggle to find its footing. Heritage Christian Academy's footing remains secure. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of all we do. Come see how a Bible-based academic education can support the values and teachings of your Christian home. Plan to attend Prospective Family Information Night on October 26th at 7 p.m. Staff will be on hand to provide information, answer questions, and conduct tours. RSVP at admissions at myhca.org. Admissions at myhca.org. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. Welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Again, I am in for Mitch, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. He's heard regularly. Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m., followed immediately by Jack Tomzak. He's on Saturdays, 3 to 5 p.m., and I close out Northern Alliance Radio Network programming every weekend, Sundays, 1 to 3, right on these very airwaves. And I'll be in my regular uh, time slot tomorrow. So uh, a lot to uh, – it's a good thing there's a lot to cover from this past week because uh, doing uh, two shows in a row, uh, that is a uh, – um, that definitely is a lot to get to. Uh, Harvard on uh, Twitter is asking, you know, are legislators still collecting a per diem? I'm going to assume that's a rhetorical question because, of course, they are. You know, the rules for them, you know, and the, and the uh, perks they get certainly don't change. Uh, but, uh, Harvard, we appreciate listening. I appreciate you weighing in. I think we're good from the, the uh, Facebook Live status, by the way. Uh, looks like got a couple of listeners, uh, our longtime friend of the show, Kelly uh, Gunderson, uh, commenting, hey Kelly, good to good to hear from you. She's uh, saying she heard Senator Osmick will be president of the Senate in the 2022 session. Uh, I had heard that too. Uh, Senator Osmick just texted me, uh, so you know, Senator Osmick, if you have any comment on the record you'd like to share with that, uh, that's fine too. But if that's the case, I guess congratulations, uh, Senator Osmick. Uh, we uh, appreciate that. Um, going to take a transition to uh, now some national stuff and. Uh, I don't uh, watch The View at all because, well, I work during the day, first of all. But if I ever have the opportunity to watch it, um, yeah, I uh, pretty much 
decline. It's just a, a bunch of a uh, bunch of these vipers on the panel that just scream over conservative panelists. Whether uh, you know, there's typically four or five progressives on the panel and one Republican, and the Republican always gets shouted down and doesn't get a chance to talk. And the Republican is always lambasted on social media as uh, uh, being a bully and insincere and whatnot, despite the fact it's the only Republican on the panel, yet somehow the Republican is always the bully. Don't quite understand that. Uh, well, Megan McCain was kind of the resident Republican for quite some time. She has uh, since moved on. But I will say this, any conservative who is willing to go on The View and take on those vipers toe-to-toe uh, has my ultimate kudos. It's not that these uh, women have a very high IQ, even collectively. Uh, it's just, again, because they're constantly screeching and shouting down the conservative commentator whenever they have a viewpoint that flies in the face of theirs. You can tell that they're not up for a healthy debate because they don't really have any intellectual retorts. It's all just invective and personal insults thrown back at the conservative commentator. Well, that didn't work this past week when uh, former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice appeared on the broadcast. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, one of the most accomplished uh, people in politics in our in our history, and that doesn't even and forget. You know, some people say she's probably the most accomplished black woman ever in politics. Well, forget her race. Forget her gender, just an accomplished person in general, you know, and to come from where she has come from, you know, the segregated South. She was born in the mid 50s at the height of segregation and a young girl trying to make her way down in that area of the country uh, to say it was a challenge is an understatement. And she's going to talk a little bit. I got a sound clip coming up. It's about a minute and a half. But uh, critical race theory is obviously a big issue right now, particularly that some school districts want to introduce it into their curriculum. And there's a lot of opinions about this, and Condoleezza Rice, being, a, again, a black woman from the segregated South, she has a few things to say about this, but as far as progressives are concerned, it's probably not going to be to their liking. And that's another point I want to make, is if you had someone on the left that was as accomplished as Condoleezza Rice she would be held up as the standard bearer, as a hero, lauded every chance that they could get. But yet, because it's Condoleezza Rice, Republican, you know, she's persona non grata. And if she is mentioned, it's in a very unflattering context when mentioned by the left. And I've said it a hundred times on my broadcast, and I'll say it to you, the audience. The most racial and bigoted language I hear is from progressives, particularly white progressives, when they talk about female conservatives and or minority conservatives. Prove me wrong. So, uh, again, I, I Condoleezza Rice going on this panel at Jonah Goldberg, I think, said it best. Uh, Condoleezza Rice's IQ exceeds the collective IQ of the entire panel of The View, which comprise of Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, I think, is that Sonny Hosteen gal still on there? I don't know who else is on there. It doesn't really matter. Whoever the four or five panelists outside of Condi Rice were, they, they can't touch her on an intellectual scale. So kudos to them, I guess, for bringing on a formidable conservative. Uh, but if you were trying to uh, own Condi Rice and critical race theory, uh, it was going to be a long day for you. You better pack a lunch. So here it is, audio clip Condi Rice appearing on The View this past week. A whole issue of critical race theory and what is and is not being taught. Uh, I come out of an academic uh, institution, and uh, this is a something that academics debate: what is the role of race and so forth. And, and let me be very clear: I grew up in segregated Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go to a movie theater or to a restaurant with my parents. I went to segregated schools till we moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. My parents never thought I was going to grow up in a world without prejudice, but they also told me that's somebody else's problem, not yours. You're going to overcome it. And you are going to be anything you want to be. And that's the message that I think we ought to be sending to kids. One of the worries that I have about the way that we're, we're talking about race is that it either seems so big that somehow white people now have to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I, I mm-hmm. don't think that's very productive. Or black people have to feel disempowered 
by mm -hmm. race. I would like black kids to be completely empowered, to know that they are beautiful in their blackness, mm -hmm. but in order to do that, I don't have to make white kids feel bad for being white. So somehow, this is a conversation that has gone in the wrong direction. Okay, glad they cut off Joy Behar there because she probably didn't add anything to the conversation. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. So kudos to Connie Rice, you know, and and she got a lot of heat on social media for making such comments. You know, we had Dr. Wilford Riley uh, on this uh, broadcast, a, a, a black professor down in the uh, Kentucky area working for one of the historic uh, black colleges down there, uh, Kentucky State, I believe it was, you know, saying that very thing. It's just like he wasn't going to allow his skin color to get in the way of, of his succeeding. You know, even if it was deemed more difficult, even if he was running into uh, prejudice. And Condi Rice is essentially saying the same thing. She was not going to allow her skin color to be an inhibitor to her success. And, and look what happened. I mean, she was the first black female Secretary of State in this country's history. When she was named Secretary of State in the second uh, term of George, President George W. Bush. And, of course, this past week we're uh, commemorating the loss of uh, General Colin Powell, who was the uh, was Secretary of State in George W. Bush's first term. Okay? First black Secretary of State, I believe. So, I, undeniable progress there. And that's that's the thing that should be hit every time there's pushback against criticism of critical race theory. Because whenever there is criticism of CRT, you say, well, I think people, you know, our kids need to learn all about this country's history, you know, because if those who don't learn from history, we're, we're doomed to repeat it. And, and I agree with that 100%. But the problem with CRT is you're making its objective is essentially to make white people feel guilty for things you know, the white people that are living in this country today for things which they had nothing to do with. You know, particularly saying, well, you know, you still benefits from systemic racism, even though you're not uh, an active participator in that. You can't win. You can't win with it. And that's exactly what Condoleezza Rice is saying. It's like, look, we can we can be beautiful in who we are and we can attain all the success that we want and that we desire. But we shouldn't have to make white people feel bad. For what has happened in the history of this country, yeah, we study it, and yeah, we learn about it, but that's just one big straw man. Oh, well, I guess you know, we're not supposed to teach our kids about slavery. We're trying to hide this country's history. No, we're not trying to hide this country's history. We're, we're, we're learning about it so we don't repeat the mistakes. But to say that they still white people still have to bear some significant burden for things of which they had nothing to do with in the past, that's the point that's constantly being made. So, again... Uh, Kudos to Condoleezza Rice for this. And you know that it really hit the mark because of the invective that was thrown at her uh, on Twitter. And, you know, I'm sure it's you know, water off a duck's back for her at this point. And by the way, uh, th this this harkens back to, I think it was back in 2012 when uh, the Augusta Country Club, you know, where they have the Masters down in Georgia, they finally were allowing women to be members of the club. Remember, that was a position that they'd taken forever, that women were not allowed to be part of the Augusta Country Club. Well, finally, in 2012, they relented, and there were two women ad admitted as members. One of them was Condoleezza Rice, making her the first black woman ever to be a member of Augusta Country Club. You know, and, uh, you know, there was a I, the other woman's name escapes me. She was the I believe a, a chief executive, a high level executive with IBM at the time. Her uh, her name escapes me, but her and Condoleezza Rice became members at the same time. And lest we forget, it was not even an entire generation earlier, maybe just one generation earlier, where black people weren't even allowed to say nothing of women, and yet Condoleezza Rice was the first black woman to be admitted as a member of Augusta Country Club, but it barely made a ripple. Because apparently uh, she wasn't the right, uh, one right, wasn't right political party. You know, the progressives, they love intersectionality. You know, uh, gay, check, minority, check, female, check, or transgender, you know, that multiple checks, whatever. But if you're not towing the progressive line, 
then, again, you're pretty much persona non grata. And Condoleezza Rice has been enduring that since she became a big-time public figure, starting with uh, being uh, the head of the National Security Agency in the first term of George W. Bush. That's where she really became a household name. And yet barely gets a mention for all the success that she's had. And uh, it's a shame, but you know what? Uh, It doesn't bother her. She's still plowing ahead. And uh, this appearance last week in The View, man, I hope uh, that was just a short clip. Definitely, I I very rarely recommend people go watch uh, The View or any clips of it. But there are more extensive clips of her appearance on there. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, oh, you know, of saying things to own the progs. You know, because uh, we should be we should be able to defeat them on policy. You know, I this uh, name calling back and forth culture warish stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm not really big a fan of. You know, let's 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 win the battle on on policy and make policy more easily understandable and desirable. That's where I think that we have a real opportunity here. And someone like uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice certainly uh, was exemplary in in that aspect of it. One last segment coming up. This hour, it is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Again, one final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders. During a recent meeting, I was pretty amazed at how everyone got along so well, and we all agreed on just about everything. I think it's because we have strived for years to have everyone doing a job that they enjoy. We think that ends up being a benefit to our customers. When you like what you're doing, you tend to do a better job, as well as have a better attitude. Over the years, I've tried a variety of jobs at the Kingdom Builders. I've tried sales, project managing, installing doors, working in the office, but currently I'm installing gutters and loving it. It's a pleasure to be able to do my job well and enjoy doing it. So if you need a roof or gutters, give us a call at 612 612- Nine zero zero nine one six six, or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, 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 yeah. AM1280, the Patriots Business Benefactor Program is back next week. For one week only, you'll have the opportunity to make a donation to a local charity and get 40 radio ads for your business as our thank you. Keep listening for details on our Business Benefactor Program. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. Filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Narn. Always good to be with uh, Mitch's audience today. 
And, uh, yeah, Senator Osmek uh, does confirm he is going to be president of the Senate. Uh, he was voted to that uh, particular post, so congratulations for uh, Senator Osmek. Uh, very humble, too. He was telling me uh, just via text right now, he says, it's hard to believe some clown of a kid from South Central Minnesota is now two heartbeats away uh, from the governor. But uh, uh, well, well-deserved, well Senator Osmek, and uh, best of luck uh, in this upcoming session. Uh, going to be... Uh, uh, interesting, to say the least. Obviously, with this being an election year, um, everybody's going to try to position them themselves best for uh, re-election. And here's the kicker. It's also a redistricting year, you know, where the congressional lines are going to be withdrawn. So some of, some of the House districts, Senate districts locally are uh, going to look uh, pretty different. So that'll be uh, interesting as well. Uh, I've only got a few minutes left this final segment. I... Um, I, I, I've i said it on my show quite often, and again, I'm, I'm talking to a much different audience, so some of the things I might say here may surprise you or what have you, but uh, I am go- I've gone on the record on my show and saying I hope Donald Trump does not run for president in 2024 because he'll lose. That's just my, my opinion. You don't have to share it. I'm not speaking for Mitch. I don't know what Mitch's stance is on that. Um, I'm just talking for me. I may be on Mitch's show, but I'm talking for me. He won't win in 2024, so therefore I hope he doesn't run. You know, and again, I, I'm not really much of a Republican anymore. I vote for a lot of Republican candidates, obviously. I typically vote right of center. I vote for a lot of Republicans. Occasionally, you know, I might make a vote for a Libertarian or a constitutional, a Constitution Party candidate uh, or even a, uh, an independent candidate. You know, very rarely, but I, I do. Uh, and I don't haven't done anything much for uh, grassroots for the Republican Party since early uh, 2016. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, I'm I'm pretty much done with Trump. And again, I know a lot of the things that he's saying now are not new, but I mean, makes no effort to try to win new voters. And and let's face it, Donald Trump it was a perfect storm when he was elected in 2016. A lot of Democrats were disaffected by Hillary, didn't want Hillary as their candidate. You know, particularly the Bernie bros did not want Hillary as their candidates. A lot of them stayed home. Some voted third party, uh, whomever. And it was just a perfect storm that, you know, Trump took advantage of that. You know, there were plenty of new people that Trump brought to the table, you know, particularly white working class who voted Democrat and felt that the Democrat Party left them, and Trump appealed to those people. Whether you agree with Trump's methodology or not, he appealed to a lot of those folks, and it was enough to put him over the top. But after what had happened uh, after the last election, there, you know, he'll still have his core supporters, but that's not going to be enough to help him win in 2024. And I bring this all up to see... To, uh, shared Trump's reaction. This was after we alluded to how Colin Powell uh, passed away. Of course, uh, Colin Powell was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff under George H.W. Bush and was the uh, Secretary of State under, um, I'm sorry, he was chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff under George H.W. Bush and then was Secretary of State under George W. Bush, his first term. Highly decorated uh, general, passed away this past week at the age of 84, and a lot of people talked about how it was from complications of COVID. Now, he had multiple myeloma, which is an illness that really hampers your immune system. Therefore, he was immunocompromised. So a lot of people are saying, well, all these Trump, anti-vax Trump supporters killed Colin Powell because they didn't get vaccinated, and he ended up getting COVID because of that. And it's bullpucky. You know, it's not, it's not that simple, but whatever. Uh, we're not going to go down that road, but I was bothered significantly by what the former president had to say uh, in reaction to Colin Powell's passing. Uh, wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes in Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, if even that, always being the first to attack Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. I mean, how is that at all dignified, productive, responsible? I mean, I get it. Trump doesn't exercise a lot of social cues. 
And we get it. He he speaks his mind. He's blunt. Tells it, you know, some people, well, he tells it like it is. Well, whatever. But not even the basic human decency of not speaking ill from the dead, of not speaking ill of the dead, not even that basic human decency can he subscribe to. I mean, you know, again, I get it. Not having basic human decency isn't a qualification you know, to be president. I get all that. But crap like this is not going to help you bring in new voters. Because, again, the core Trump supporters are not going to put him over the top in a general election campaign in 2024. We saw that in 2020, how people wanted to vote out the progressives in Congress, okay, particularly the U.S. House of Representatives, but didn't want Donald Trump. Now, again, you could argue that they made a miscalculation about Joe Biden being moderate because it's now shown that he's anything but, but that's what people thought. They say, well, you know what? If we get an, a Republican Congress, you know, we can hold a, a, a Democrat president at bay. And that's um, that happened, that, that was slated to happen until Trump sabotaged the two Republican candidates in the Georgia runoff election for U.S. Senate. Okay. And part of me thinks that he just went all scorched earth because if he can't win election, then he's going to ensure no one else does. And I think that's what you're going to see happen in the in the midterms, where Republicans have a great opportunity to take control of the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House. And Trump's already kind of muddying the waters by saying if these uh, state these state legislatures don't get this voting fixed. You know, people are going to stay home, you know, basically encouraging his people to stay home if they don't fix things the way he thinks they should be fixed. So, um, again, I, I'm hoping he doesn't run in 2024 because he'll lose. And I can tell you this, uh, if he runs in 2024, I sure as heck ain't voting for him. I'm voting third party or abstaining from voting for president. I'll just vote for all the down ticket offices. That's my two cents for whatever it's worth. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Brad Carlson in for Mitch Berg. Going up. Closing. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Holiday guests can stress out your home. Get ready with help from Air Mechanical. Make sure the heat stays on with a furnace tune-up now. A new tankless water heater will ensure you don't give your relatives the cold shoulder. Have Air Mechanical's plumbers do a preventative drain cleaning. AMI's electrical pros can install outdoor lighting for safety in the dark, plus a garage heater just in case you need an in-law escape room. Air Mechanical, your holiday helper. For the life of your home, visit This is Al Malmberg. This Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we're going to speak with Dr. Marsha Bordner, who, along with her husband, Dr. Harold Brown, wrote the book, Keep Your Airspeed Up, the story of a Tuskegee Airman. The book is about Harold and the famed Tuskegee Airman. We thought it would be fun to have Marsha on the show because she knows more about Harold than anyone else. Harold's a very humble guy, and perhaps we'll learn more about him through Marsha. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for the World of Aviation here on AM 1280, The Patriot. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk tell it like it is at the Patriots' 20th anniversary gala. The founders believed that God and freedom were synonymous. That's why the Liberty Bell has one verse on it, and you shall proclaim liberty throughout the land unto all its inhabitants. Leviticus 25. Stream the entire event at SalemNow.com. And when you do, you'll receive one free movie rental on Salem Now. 
The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala, supported by Pro-Life Across America. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. The devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Celebrating two decades on air, this is AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.